Hey, Nat Tanchich here, and we thought we'd finish up this crazy year by reflecting on our dating culture and how you feel about it, because a lot of you are feeling pretty over it right now. We got so many responses on our Instagram, Triple J The Hookup, when we asked you how you felt. Liz said, I think communication is lost in society. These apps provide walls that people hide behind and nothing feels real anymore and 2020 is a mess. Georgia says, dating apps have made me feel so burnt out and not meeting people organically when out. And Dan said, people need to ghost less and communicate more. I mean, I know this whole pandemic business has made it pretty difficult, but even before that, it felt like people were pretty done with dating. So if dating is so broken, how do we fix it? What needs to change? I got together a panel of some of the hookups' faves to nut it out, including dating coach Sharam Namdarian, Alita Bryden from the Facebook and Instagram account Bad Dates of Melbourne, and certified sex coach Georgia Grace. I'm going to start with you, Sharam. How do you feel about dating in 2020? Got to be honest with you, people were saying the same thing before 2020. Mm-hmm. As in... <laughs> I mean this in the most utmost respect. I know this year has been really tough, but as someone who looks at this very professionally, it's the same thing, same thing, same thing. What people want is they want someone to communicate in the same way that they will. What people get is often not that. And dating is often a bad, sometimes what, like you, you have bad dates. Do you want to say shit? You, you have, can say shit. Yeah, I can say shit. It's a shit show. <laughs> it's a goddamn shit show sometimes. Yeah, 100%. But what I find is fighting that makes the experience so much worse, if that makes sense. And it's much more amplified now. It's about lockdown and stuff like that, where the only thing you have is the shit show, is the apps and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's so much I can talk about it. But, yeah, that's my general experience. It's like it's the same thing as last year, the year before. Yeah, on crack pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, Alita, you chronicled people's bad dating experiences on Bad Dates of Melbourne. What are some of the common threads of, of bad dates that you see? Look, uh, there are a variety of bad dates. There are some things that always seem to come up. Some of them are quite comical, like a lot of people seem to shit their pants on a date. Don't ask me why, but that happens a fair bit. Uh, People forget their wallets a fair bit, and there's a lot of cheating going on. Uh, That being said, uh, right now in 2020, it's a tough time for dating because dates aren't really happening. People make connections, and they don't go anywhere. So, I mean, this is the hardest year for dating, I think any of us have experienced in our lifetimes and, you know, it's really hard. Well, absolutely. And, you know, even as we heard from Anna from Sydney, people just kind of like dropping like flies at the very last Mm. minute, which I suppose, as you said, Charms, stuff that like people, I guess, have always been doing, but maybe 2020 is making Mm. it worse. Um, Georgia, I want to bring you into the conversation because we're also hearing a lot about ghosting. Uh, Zoe from Melbourne on the text line says, a guilty ghoster here. I always feel good about myself in the situation when I actually communicate. I'm not into it, but sometimes I have no explanation and I'm not sure and don't want to waste any of my energy in explaining this to the person that the vibe was off. Um, I I do want to ask, like, I mean, first of all, do you think that's fair from Zoe? Well, I mean, fair, I guess we we need to look at it from all the perspectives. So no doubt the person who Zoe ghosted probably wasn't that keen on the fact that they were ghosted. I think 
think that it gives us a wonderful insight into human beings and the way that we justify or the way that we make sense of the things that we do or the way that we treat people. So I hear this a lot that people will say, for example, I didn't know um, how into the relationship they were. I didn't want to make assumptions. We weren't dating for very long. It got too awkward and all of these sort of justifications for just letting something fizzle out can maybe make sense and can maybe make feel to the person who is doing the ghosting but even just listening to all of the people who are messaging in and the many stories that I hear from people of the long-term impact that being ghosted or things just fizzling out have on them and have on their trust and their capacity or desire or energy to continue dating and meeting people that it is really long-lasting so there is certainly um, a better approach to um, ghosting and I would say better comms communicate share where you're at it can be incredibly awkward but it is a really good thing to do and we do have to take care of each other in this time. Georgia do you think the apps like apps are to blame for um, behavior like ghosting and and some of the things that we're seeing people complain about like flaking and these Mm. sorts of ways of or you know dishing people kind of at the last minute minute like uh, is it the fault of apps? Well, I don't think we could say it's just because of dating apps. I think if we look at everything in life at the moment, there are many transactions where on our screens a lot that obviously it's context dependent. Everyone in Australia has been affected completely differently. But I think that the way that we engage with people is kind of transactional. So it's not just down to dating apps. Um, But I think if we look at it from a larger picture and, yeah, Sharam, as you said, that this isn't something that is new. I think people Mm. have been ghosting for (laughs) maybe ghosting in a different way when we didn't have tech at our hands all the time. But it's not a new thing. I think that um, dating apps have their own complexities to it, but it's not as a result of dating apps. Yeah, Sharam, why do you think um, this behaviour happens if it's not entirely dating apps? Like, what's at the core of it? I would honestly say it's anonymity. It's this, first of all, it's like the level of investment. It's like they haven't invested as much truly as the person. That tends to be the disconnect. It's like, why Mm. didn't you love me as much as I loved you? Um, But the anonymity that an app has, because you're behind a million walls and you're basically you're your personality is filtered through an app tends to be the reason why I would say that people would then say mostly goes through that. I have experience and not, and when I'm coaching people experienced people ghosting just through friendships. Mm. And I mean, like it's possible, it's possible regardless of if it's done through an app or not, but the app I would say does make it easier because that level of investment is significantly lower. It's like, it's, it's like you've just looked at a few photos and stuff like that and um, what people do is they get excited because they're like, this person, it's like it's going to work, but it didn't. Um, so it's like taking it with a grain of salt, I guess, if that makes sense, like looking at the relationship for what it really is. It's like two people connecting through an app. It has the potential to be amazing and they have the potential to absolutely disappear and be a ghost. 
like it's it's got completely both ways it's like schrodinger's date you know is the is the date alive and dead it's, yeah. it's both simultaneously yeah right i mean like yeah that's a really good point about anonymity in that that's not mm. it's not just with dating apps it is it is inherent in dating that's like the whole point of it is is meeting complete strangers so now alita uh look You've seen some of the worst of of dating in, in what you've been doing. <laughs> what do you think needs to change? Oh, you know what? This is not a really spicy or exciting answer, but it's so basic. There is a lack of respect in dating. And I don't think it's just from dating apps. I think it's been happening for a long time. Uh, people are quite uh, disrespectful and dismissive on the apps. People flake, people ghost, people are abusive, all of that kind of thing. So um, it's a big, big problem. Um, and to be honest, I kind of look back at myself growing up as a young child and I think, you know, when a young, young people taught about respect in dating, when do we learn these skills? Um, mm. Like we were talking about before, like with ghosting, like why do we do that? What's a better way to exit? How can we do that respectfully, politely, all of that? So, I mean, if we could tackle that problem, it would make a big difference to dating culture in Australia. I feel like there used to be so much like um, I don't know decorum and etiquette around like the dating, <laughs> the the dating system or how it works. Like I don't you know, know. I, where did I that go? I don't know if there ever was been. I think the reality is we're dating more people than ever with dating apps. Mm. So, you know, if someone's going on 10 dates as opposed to one date, that's 10 more opportunities for someone to act poorly. Um, so, you know, I think it's just a problem that's been bubbling along for a long time. And now we've got, you know, this opportunity to go on a million times more dates. It just comes out in the open. And in terms of what um, we were talking about earlier, there is, you know, anonymity as well. There is a change and burn aspect as well. So all of that combined together, I mean, it creates a bit of a problem. That being said, I still love dating apps. You know, there's still a lot of beautiful uh, things that can come from them. Mag magical memories, gorgeous weddings, all of that kind of thing, a lot of great things, but there is a problem bubbling along as well. Well, speaking of that, um, I've got Felicity from Adelaide on the line uh, who has had a more positive experience with dating apps. Felicity, tell us about it. Yeah, hi. Um my situation was I was in China last year and I signed up for Tinder because the local Chinese one, Tan Tan, wasn't quite working and I thought Tinder would be a great way to meet other foreigners while I was there and just make new friends. And um, yeah, from there I, I went on a few dates and then I did meet someone on there and we did click. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, I had to leave him behind when I came back home uh, earlier this year. So, yeah. it's it, it, But that's the thing, like, I guess that we were talking about with uh, Alita Felicity is that, you know, these apps can be really great tools for connecting with people, I guess, as long as the, uh, uh, you know, as long as the behaviour is, is good, which... Um, hasn't necessarily it hasn't necessarily been the case. Um, Felicity, how would you compare your uh, Chinese Tinder experience to Aussie Tinder? Yeah, um, complete opposite. <laughs> um, I've I went on a I stayed on it for a little bit when I was first got back, and I ha went on a couple of dates, and they were just creepy. Um, and then I I went off of it. I've just recently gone back on last week, um, just because it is it was so hard to connect with people and meet people out in the real world nowadays and yeah I've just it's just been horrible like even this morning I had a guy that 
kind of ghosted me and then I went down because we were meant to meet and then he messaged finally on my way back saying that he'd slept in and missed his alarm and that we should have confirmed before I went. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, that's not cool. Put in like 2%, come on, guy, like 2%. It's nothing. Oh, my goodness. So, um, so yeah, you know, I've, I've kind of been chatting like I really enjoy chatting with people but you know if you're going to meet I really want to meet on a local basis because let's face it that's where the chemistry is and I don't want to invest a whole heap of my time online if you're not going to you know want to find out if there's that chemistry as well. Yeah 100% Felicity well that's yeah annoying and I hope that that changes for you we're talking about what we would change about dating in 2020. Cass and Geelong how do you feel about dating today? I definitely vote for getting rid of online dating. Throw it in the bin. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) What what sorts of like, how much of an online dater are you? Are you on multiple apps? Like tell me your situation. Um, So I guess I've tried a couple of different apps. I've kind of, I'm generally only on one at a time, but I just, yeah, have tried a, a few different ones and then... I just kind of get sick of the vibe and then I end up deleting it and then I'll go back on and then deleting it. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely in an off stage at the moment. Yeah. What's, what is it about the experience of it that you don't like? Um, I guess recently because of um, COVID and everything, I've had mm. like a couple of video dates and there was one in particular, a guy that I was talking to for quite a few weeks and then we had like a video date because we couldn't meet up in person and then as soon as we had the video date, I could just tell over the next week, he kind of just faded out. Mm. And then I had another video date with a guy who I wasn't talking to for that long. And then the next day, he just deleted me without saying anything. Um, so, yeah, I just find that people are really harsh. Like, I don't think it's hard to say to somebody, you know, that you're just not into it. And I try to be like that to people if I can. So I kind of, it'd be great if people could do it in return. Yeah, absolutely, Cass. Really speaks to a lot of what people are saying around ghosting. And just from Torquay on the text line says uh, pretty much to that point, Cass, that uh, I wish everyone was more transparent, more vulnerable. I found guys to be afraid to commit and just keep me in the back pocket. Bring back sex in the city vibes and fun in-person dating and meeting new people. Um, Anna in Sydney, what's been your experience? Um, I have found that the guys have um, asked me out on a date then to cancel the day of and never to reschedule again. Mm. I think I've had about eight out of ten dates in the last two months cancel. What? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the world has become introverted in 2020. Yeah. Everyone's too afraid to get out and put themselves out there. Yeah, I mean, let's let like let's be kind to ourselves and to everybody around us, and that it has been a really tough year, and I think a lot of people's social muscles are kind of broken, but that is still, you know, there's still like etiquette, right? Like you still deserve like a, a an, an explanation for what's going on. Definitely, and a reschedule if you're genuine. Yeah, like if you're worried in the beginning, it's fine to be able to reschedule it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, Anna, I'm putting, you know, putting that out there into the world for you. So I hope your next date doesn't cancel at the last minute because it's rude as. There is one thing that I want to add. I know you didn't ask this question, but I want to add it with the whole, like, what would you change? Can I answer that question? Absolutely. Am I allowed to? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. and, uh, that's why you're here. 
Tell me what you All would right. change. So whenever I've run an event or I've been invited to an event and stuff like that, if it's been a heterosexual event, often what I find is the women blame the men, the men blame the women. You, mm-hmm. know, you, you need to talk to the women. You need to talk to the men. It's always the, the thing that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I'm working people one-on-one, because I can't change, I, we, like we can try and change the world. That's a good thing. We can do that. We, we can do it to our heart's content. That's what I'm trying to do. But when it comes to individual people, though, one thing that can really help them gain a lot of momentum very quickly in this area is to flip the experiences. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so what I mean by that is say you've been ghosted, that's bad, but you had the opportunity to meet someone good, if that makes sense. So we start counting all the, all the positive experiences that you had, like, Oh, you, you matched on someone, but they didn't talk to you. That's someone might say that's bad. Someone else might say that's good. You had the opportunity. You actually matched with someone. It's these little experiences that ultimately add into a huge momentum. Like it's like a snowball. These little things just keep adding up and adding up and adding up and adding up. And then eventually the person is just so happy because they're like, oh, look, it doesn't really matter. If I, like the, the, the negative experiences no longer bring them down because they're so inundated with positive experiences, no matter how small. And that's what I find um, negative dating experiences tend to do to people it forces them to appreciate what a real connection is Mm. which is two people connecting but you're kind of saying too that like negative dating experiences like beget more negative dating experiences if that's like what you're coming to the table expecting yes exactly a hundred percent exactly if people are looking for bad experiences in dating often what they'll do is they'll find more Mm. so we flip that around we flip that around so if you're listening to this flip that flip that shit around I love like, it. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's simple. Georgia, can I, I, I want to ask too, like we're talking about how to change and like Sharam said, that's 100% you can't change, like you as an individual, you can't change the behavior of all dudes on Tinder or, or all girls on Hinge or whatever. Um, you can obviously change your own behavior. Can Do you think you can make change by exhibiting the sort of behavior you want other people to, to see and, and do? Absolutely. I think that if you come to any sort of dating scenario with openness, vulnerability, a few great communication skills under your belt, that will really help. There is, of course, a risk involved that if you are coming with all that vulnerability, all that openness, that it may not be met with the same skills or the same openness. And and that is the risk. But I guess that is the risk of dating. And you know, we we do hear about these many bad dates and these awful experiences. Um, and I guess if we're looking at the risk that is involved in our heart being broken or it being a flop or it being awkward or liking them and maybe them not liking you or vice versa, that risk involved in connecting with new people is one of the things that makes dating so exciting it's one of the things that makes the start of a relationship so memorable it makes sex really great because your body is just jacked with all of these feel-good neurochemicals so yes you you could of course kind of flip it and and change the way that you're seeing it to maybe see how the risk or the vulnerability is working for you and just working on the way that I guess you want to approach the situation so yes if, it, if that is really great clear communication being open asking for what you want and what you need and hopefully you will be able to 
at least weed out the others that won't engage with you in that way. Yeah, 100%. Um, maybe some of this bad behaviour can come from the feeling that, you know, like like fear of being rejected or fear of something not going right or, or fear that you're putting yourself on the line for not very much and, and maybe it means that we don't or, you know, or fear that like you're never going to get this opportunity again and whatever. Mm. Like do you think that there could be something in making dating a bit less high stakes? Yeah, yes, definitely. I think that if we're we're constantly informed and told that, you know, you need to meet the one and this one is going to fulfill every part of your life and you'll be a good, successful citizen and everyone will love you. But I think that reinforcement of the idea that there is just one person out there for you and often people have a pretty strict timeline in their head of the things that they want to do, that it puts a huge amount of pressure on the way you date. So if you're thinking, oh, this person who I'm swiping for must be that person or I'm looking for them to spend my life with, that, of course, will feel very overwhelming if you're constantly swiping or constantly going on dates and they're not really hitting the mark. But maybe if you were to reshape the way that you looked at intimacy and relationships and dating, were these opportunities to meet new people, to connect, to know that, you know, they are not the one because there are many ones out there for you. So even if it doesn't work out because of the time or where you're both at, the fact that it's a pandemic, I think we all need to really give ourselves a break. Dating in a pandemic is very tricky. Mm. Um, But, yeah, rewiring and reshaping that perception of needing to find that person who fulfills every part of your life and maybe you should start dating yourself. <laughs> Actually, that's the good idea. Everyone just date yourself for a while and then you'll be able to communicate, you'll be able to get what you want, you'll get really clear and you won't have any of these shitty experiences. Yeah, 100%. Um, Sharam, a lot of people have been talking, you know, a lot of people were saying that what they would change um, is the dating app experience basically and and, and want to take dating offline now we've been dating online for like such a long time that this is probably probably easier said than done um Mm. what are some tips that you have for people who do want to you know date in a new way and get off the apps and come out of COVID and pick up in real life like how can you go about doing that very good question I also want to say I love everyone on this panel you're all amazing um (laughs) so As we said before, flip it because it's like, I I would say like almost like the word is momentum, right? Momentum, momentum, momentum. We want to create, I guess, positive momentum moving in the right direction. So right now, what I would suggest for people is depending on like, I would say two things, get really clear on what it is you want. So like some people want a relationship. That's great. Some people want a hookup. That's also great. Some people want to hook up and then have a relationship. That's fine. It's like admitting to yourself what you really want. Because I often find when I'm talking to people, it's like they say they want one thing and their actions do another thing. So it's like Mm. getting really clear on what you actually truly deeply wholly want, even if that's incredibly inappropriate or whatever, because it's like you learn, the more you go down this path, you learn people do all sorts of crazy shit, like especially when it comes to love and especially when it comes to sex sometimes too. So to let yourself want that and then to start creating momentum now 
you can do that by deleting the apps, which for some people is hard. It might be scary, but to let yourself be scared because that's the thing, right? Like that's the thing. We're not comfortable being afraid. We're not comfortable feeling anxious. So we go to the apps and that'll solve the problem. That's, that's fine. And it's for a lot of people it works. But if you want to get off it, becoming more comfortable with anxiety helps you realize that actually anxiety is actually excitement. Like mm. we're almost excited to meet someone. That energy is like, it's like emotions have two sides of the coin, if that makes sense. Like grief can be celebration, if that means it can be deep remembering. Anxiety can be excitement. So when you notice that you see someone that you're attracted to, step one, let yourself fully be attracted to that person. You don't have to do anything about it right now. This is like, literally, it's like, you just got to let yourself feel what's going on. So if you see someone you're attracted to, let yourself fully be attracted to that person in real life. But like to, to right now, the first step would be to let yourself want what it is you want. And if you see someone you're attracted to, let yourself want that person. Because all of this stuff, it has an energy to it. It's like, as we said before, it steamrolls, it steamrolls, it steamrolls. The more you let it, you might accidentally find yourself actually talking to that person, even if it's distant. Just because we're socially distant does not mean we have to be socially distant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sharam, I think this text uh, speaks perfectly to what you're saying and kind of is a really nice way to round it out. But someone here says, what needs to change? Number one, everyone is terrible at communicating their expectations. Number two, everyone is terrible at putting themselves in one another's shoes. Um, I think, especially speaking to Alita, what you were saying about mutual respect, I think that's kind of the big one, uh, improving those things and, and maybe we can see some some change happen. Um, this has been brilliant chat. Sharam Nemdarian, Alita Bryden, Georgia Grace, thanks so much for being with us on The Hookup. Thank you for having us. Lots to think about after that. So look out for our next episode because we've got another stunning panel together to get a bit more of a meaty chat over the philosophy of it all. Like, what do we actually owe each other when it comes to dating? It's going to be great. I'll see you then.